Hello. I thought it would be a good idea to give you all a look into my books. I will post a chapter of A Life Worth Living for you to enjoy. The story is a family drama. Dave and Debbie both work hard to provide for their family. This dedication to their jobs has caused them to drift apart. When a tragic accident happens they must decide how much they will be willing to sacrifice to make theirs a life worth living. Let me know what you think about it and if you are interested in reading the next one. I look forward with talking with you about it. Here we go. Chapter 1 The light from the computer washed the color from his face. It was impossible to tell how much the dark circles under his eyes were caused by the shadows and how much by fatigue. He was sitting forward in his ergonomic leather chair, his nose only 18 inches from the screen. His features were slack. The overall look was that of an exhausted corporate executive. On a distant level, he'd registered that the sun had set hours ago. He filed that information away as important but not immediately relevant. His coffee cup sat on the coaster his daughter had made for him in her second grade art class. The beverage had gone cold hours ago. This, along with many other things, he wasn't aware of. He was so engrossed in his work that everything else had faded into the background. He scrolled on the mouse with his left hand while his right, seemingly of its own volition, entered numbers into the adding machine. The seemingly endless loop of paper cascaded off the desk and lay coiled in a mass on the floor. Its length a literal measurement of how long he'd been at his task. This ability to block out the distractions around him, and focus on the task at hand, was one of the things that made him so good at his job. But, as with all things, a balance must be maintained. Dave was not balanced. He was focused. Focused on his job. The shrill ring of his desk phone brought him back to the here and now. He glanced at the clock above his door and was surprised to see how late it was. Everyone else had left for the night, and here he was, yet again, still working. He picked up the phone and leaned back in his chair. He rubbed his tired eyes with one hand. Thompson here, he said. Do you have any idea what time it is? Debbie immediately asked. Yes Debbie, I just looked at the clock and I. Don't tell me, she said cutting him off. You lost track of time again, right? You didn't realize that it's already past eight? Sometimes, Dave, I feel like you prefer spending your time at the office instead of with me. You know what? She paused and took a calming breath. I don't even care anymore. There was a tiredness in her voice that hadn't been there until recently. Debbie, calm down a minute, I'm in the office working. It's not like I'm out at a bar or something. I'm working hard here. He said with heat in his voice. Dave? don't you get it? You are still deciding to spend time doing something other than being here with us. Do you think I like working so many hours? I want to be home. I'd love to be able to kick my feet up and watch a movie. Instead, I'm here, racking my brains. Don't you dare talk like you're the only one that works around here. I put in damn long hours too. The difference is that I at least try to work my schedule around our kids' big events. Speaking of which, while you've been racking your brains, Aiden scored the only goal of the game. You not only weren't there to see him do it, yet again, you weren't even home for dinner, so he could share it with you then. Dave didn't have anything to say to that, and the silence hung heavy over the line. Do you want to know what he said about that, Dave? He said I should go easy on you because you were working hard for all of us. Do you get that? He was defending you for not being there for him. Debbie had dropped her voice and was speaking slowly, enunciating each word. He knew from long experience that she only did it when she was really upset about something, like now, for example. We have great kids, and you don't spend nearly enough time with them, and you know it. I already put your dinner in the fridge for whenever you decide to come home. Dave looked at the phone in his hand. She hung up on me? He could still hear the echo of the click as the line had gone dead.
He shook his head and put the phone down. As upset as he was about the conversation, he had to admit that everything she had said was true. They both knew it too. He leaned back and let out a long, tired breath, and rubbed his eyes some more. This conversation had been played out many times, in many different ways, over the years. He wanted to be with his kids more. Of course, he knew how great they were. Both Aiden and Summer deserved better from him. He really wished he could get it all done and have the time to spend with them. He knew that they had been blessed with two great kids. He was torn. He worked so hard to provide for his family. All he really wanted was for them to have the best life possible. These long hours were for them, not for his ego. He just wanted to do the right thing. To be honest, this problem had only gotten worse over the years. His eyes focused on the picture that sat on the corner of his desk. It had been taken how long ago? Was it possible that three years had already gone by? Aiden and Summer were on each side of Debbie, and they were all making funny faces. The picture had been taken on the dock behind her parents' vacation house on the lake. It had been a great vacation. That was the reason it was on the desk. No matter how bad the day was, seeing his family always brought a smile to his face. It did so this time as well. At the other end of that broken line, Debbie was trying to get herself under control. After hanging up the phone, she sagged back against the doorframe and slowly collapsed onto the kitchen floor. The kids were up in their rooms, so she didn't think they'd heard the heated exchange. She was so tired, mentally and emotionally exhausted. She sat there, with her arms wrapped around her knees and her head resting against the solid wood of the doorframe, her eyes tightly closed. There was such a weight pushing down on her. She didn't feel like she had the strength left in her to get back up again. Why does he do this? She asked herself for what seemed like the thousandth time. She didn't really believe that he was cheating on her. But that was what it felt like. He was choosing to spend his time at work instead of home with her. The job was his mistress, and she was damn tired of it. A tear leaked out from her closed eyelid. She angrily wiped it away and took a couple of deep breaths. Footsteps pounded down the back stairs. Debbie picked herself up off the floor. She wouldn't let her kids see her like this. Hi mom, said Summer as she walked to the fridge. No ice cream at this time of night, young lady. You know the rules, Debbie said without turning around. She was surprised by how normal her voice sounded. Inside she felt like everything was coming apart. Her hands were shaking. It was a good thing she had them busy rinsing off the dinner plates. I know, mom. I'm just getting a glass of milk, mom, are you okay? Yeah, honey. Why? Asked Debbie as she turned to look at her daughter. You just looked, I don't know, upset there for a minute. Everything's okay, sweetie. Is your homework done? It's almost time for bed. Debbie was reminded just how perceptive her little girl was. She'd been that way since she was very young. Yeah, I really just came down to give you a goodnight kiss. Debbie finished loading the dishwasher then followed Summer up to her room. She spent a few minutes talking with her daughter before tucking her in for the night. They had their routine. Summer still liked to have the covers tucked in tight on both sides. Once she was tucked snugly in, almost swaddled, Debbie would kiss her on the forehead, both cheeks, her chin, and then a quick peck on the nose. Then she would touch her forehead to her daughter's. Sweet dreams, baby girl. You too, mom. Love you, Summer answered. By the time Debbie put her hand on the doorknob, her little girl was already drifting off. Debbie walked down the carpeted hall and knocked on Aiden's door. She hoped he wasn't still playing his video games. He was good about following the rule of homework first, but not so good about stopping his game to go to bed on time. After she was done following the same routine with Aiden, she made the long walk down the hall, to her empty bedroom. 
It was times like this that she felt so terribly lonely. She hated going to bed alone. It always felt too big, and no matter how many blankets she had it felt cold. She'd spent enough nights alone when Dave was in the Navy. That was different though. He was away from her for a good reason, he was serving his country. Even though she hated being alone then, she understood why. Lately, her well of understanding was running dry. Back at the office, Dave was still working away. He looked over the spreadsheet that had held his attention for the better part of the last 12 hours and wondered, yet again, where things had gone so wrong. The economy couldn't account for the negative yield by itself. What was behind the dip? He hoped the trend he felt that he was onto wasn't real. Something did not add up. When that had happened in the past, it was because someone had tried to cover something up. He really hoped that was not the case here. Bob had been with the company for as long as he had. He knew his family. The kids had played frisbee together at the company picnic last year. Dave hoped there were other reasons for the disparities he was seeing. Oh well, that was a nod to keep worrying at tomorrow. He put all the pages back into the file and tossed the styrofoam container that held the remnants of his meatball sub into the trash can. He took a minute and looked around his office to make sure that he didn't forget anything. Fortunately, at this hour, traffic was light, and he pulled into his garage 20 minutes later, Closing the door to the garage he looked at the digital clock on the oven as it changed to 11.27. Damn, I didn't think it was that late, he said to himself as he put his keys on the hook by the door. He didn't have an appetite for leftovers and decided to quietly make his way up to bed. Before he reached the stairs, he noticed the pillow and blanket on the couch. He just stood there staring at them for a minute. The message could not have been any clearer. I look forward to talking with you again soon. All the best. T.L. Scott